You're not alone. Hello there, and welcome to another episode of the Salt Mines X-Wing podcast, a podcast dedicated to the backbone of the X-Wing community. That's right, people just like you, doing what they can to get better at the game. I'm your host, Sailor Joe, and today we're going to uh, continue our reading of uh, AMG rules clarifications from the Atomic Max forum. And if there's time, we'll get into my uh, SoCal Open run. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. Um, We're going to start at the back of the forums, working our way forward that way. uh, Any new stuff that gets added uh, we'll cover in a later episode. So with that said, the first one is on the Vader TIE Defending wording. And this says, on an FAQ post, the team mentioned that the Vader TIE Defender are allowed to use Palpatine Force on defense. Vader card says you cannot use force except while attacking. It not specified his force. Sorry, I'm going to read this as it is, so if the uh, English is bad, it might not be my own this time. So force in general are not allowed on notification due to card warning. That's the final decision of the dev team? Question mark. Or Vader's card needs to be included on the correction card document. Hello. On And this is from AMG Luke. Um... Hello, on all X-Wing cards, you refer to the ship, the cards, you, in quotation mark, refers to the ship of the card sex. You cannot spend the force while attacking. The you means Vader. Thus, Vader cannot spend force except while attacking. This does not restrict Emperor Palpatine from spending a force while Vader is depending. O- OP. Wow, I can't imagine how many of us are spamming the form. Sorry, we are walking, we are waiting for this too much time. Thanks for your hard work. Regarding my question, then why Palpatine card read as though the ship has spent one force? I am very confused with this. Sorry. From Luke. No worries. As per the FAQ ruling, as though the ship has spent one force implies as if the ship had spent one force for the normal effect of spending a force charge meaning that Palpatine has the same effect as the ship spinning one force to change one focus result to the hit or evade result. This does not mean that the player should treat the effect as if the ship had spent one force instead of Palpatine. All right, next post, OP. There are a lot of factions that share ships Within X-Wing, for example, can I use the Scum Falcon as a proxy for the Resistance model? Answer. Uh, I'm just going to say mod from from here on out, and it's nothing against the mods, but uh, um, this way you know it's coming from AMG as a whole. Answer. There's an X-Wing tournament regulations document still in effect. The pertinent entry reads, Multiple Faction Ships. All ship cards and bases in the player squad must belong to the same faction. If a player ship has different versions in more than one faction, the player may use any version of the miniature and dial that match the full ship name when assembling the squad. All dials must be from second edition. Plastic dial backs from the premium maneuver dial kit may be used. This applies to official tournaments. You should consult your organizer for casual or unofficial events. 
as this matter ultimately is ultimately up to their discretion. Note that if you use a cross-faction dial, it must be identical. Next question. OP. When Flyboy Poe does his second action, can he use Daredevil as well? Both say do a white renew white action and treat as red. From AMG. Answer. No, Poe Dameron, T70 Trigger Happy Flyboy, may not use his ability to Daredevil as the boost is treated as red and as such is no longer a white action for the purposes of qualifying for Poe's ability. Next post, OP. Overdrive Thruster says you must use a template of speed one or higher of one speed higher if able. If able means if there is if able means there is an available template one speed higher for slam purposes, for example, or it means if you are able to complete the maneuver action with a one speed higher template. So if my barrel roll possible possibilities using a two template would fail, it means I can use the one speed template instead? Answer. If able simply refers to the ability of higher availability of higher speed templates. You are not able to use a four bank template for example because it does not exist. In your barrel roll example you are able to use a template of one speed higher, the two straight template. Whether or not that action fails is irrelevant. You use that template. Okay, so that's actually good. Um, I've played that wrong before, so it's good to know. Alright, next one. If a ship attacks with the XX23S thread tracers using a focus or calculate instead of a lock and misses, does Weapon System Officer allow the ship to require a lock on the Defender? Weapon System Officer reads, after you perform a special attack with the lock requirement, you may acquire a lock on the Defender. The Tracer Missiles reads, attack, focus, calculate, or lock. Spend one charge. If this attack hits, each friendly ship at range 1 to 3 of the Defender may acquire a lock on the Defender. Then cancel all die results. Answer. Yes, the attack header of the Thread Tracers satisfies the requirements of Weapons System Officer. Also good to know, and kind of cheeky. Alright, um, here's the next post. This is Player Order versus Initiative Order. Do the abilities that enter the queue at the beginning of engagement resolve based upon Player Order or Initiative Order? For example, triple zero on an initiative six versus old T. Triple zero is first player. Does he have to resolve triple zero's first, triple zero's ability first, thereby allowing second player to give him the calculate and then immediately strip it with old T? Or is it in initiative order and old T resolves first, allowing the calculate to stick? All, so this is the answer, all of the start of engagement phase abilities resolve in player order. Initiative is irrelevant. 
The Ability queue is used to resolve the timing of multiple abilities that trigger during the same timing windows. Abilities are resolved from the front of the queue to the back of the queue. These abilities are added These abilities are added to the back of the ability queue using the following rules. 1. If both players have ability that trigger in the same event, the abilities are added to the ability queue in player order. Note that the exception are abilities that resolve in the system phase. The system phase is the second phase of the round. During this phase, the sequence of play starts with a ship with the lowest initiative and continues in ascending order. All right, next question. Um, this one's about Sunday Bounders. So Sunday Bounders ability is, while you defend or perform an attack, after you re-roll or re-roll your dice, Wow, I never caught that second line. Sorry, that just caught me off guard for a minute. So let me read that again. Sunny Bounder's ability. While you defend or perform an attack, after you roll or re-roll your dice, if you have the same result on each of your dice, you may add one matching result. Question. How many times during a single attack or defense can Sunny Bounder add a matching result? Attacking example. Sunny has a lock and rolls two blanks on her primary and adds one blank result. She then spends the lock to reroll all three results and ends up with three hits. Can she add an additional hit result? Defending example. Sunny has a focus and was and is within range one of Cicero. She rolls three focus results, adds another focus result for a total of four. Could Sunny add another focus result for a total of five if she uses Cicero's ability? While a friendly ship at range 0 to 1 defends, it may re-roll one of its dice to re-roll one of the focus results Sun currently has, and the re-roll comes up focus. No, while you defend or perform an attack is a single opportunity, and Sunny Bounder may only use her ability during a single attack or defense. Only once during a single attack or defense. Good to know. All right. Uh, this one's about Pattern Analyzer, OP. Had this come up in a friendly game a couple days ago. He was on a rock and performed a maneuver that went through the rock still, then did a red maneuver, and then claimed to do Pattern Analyzer's... Uh, a, do Pattern Analyzer afterwards. To my thoughts, since he went through the rock, he does not get an action. He claimed yes, he does, because he's using Pattern Analyzer. Just wondering who would be right in this one. Answer. Yes, Pattern Analyzer grants an action in this scenario. Pattern Analyzer grants an action after fully executing a red maneuver before the ship gets stressed. This is distinct from the perform action step, which the action is denied by moving through or overlapping an asteroid. All right, next question. OP. Can Dalen over us in the Star Viper use his pilot ability while stressed, assuming he fully executes a maneuver? Answer, yes. Dalen over us in the Star Viper may use his pilot ability while stressed. Note, this will result in multiple stress tokens on Dalen. Next question on the Ada 2 firing arc. Hello, as depicted on any ED2 pilot card, 
there are two principal weapon values, one for three dice and one one for bullseye three dice and one for frontal arc two dice. So in this situation, eta two is at range one of an enemy, but in range two when measuring from bullseye. That means the enemy is in bullseye but range two, but at the same time the enemy is at range one considering frontal arc. So is is then this a situation for a four a die attack? From my point of view, it looks like two different weapons. So if you choose bullseye, you could only measure from that for this attack. So this implies to start with three attack dice as base, but being range two for what that weapon, it remains a three dice attack. Other colleagues say that both values are principal weaponry, so it is a four dice attack. My answer was why not put that as a text ability, I mean, to have an extra dice as a ship, card, text, ability when firing from the bullseye instead of depict two weapon arcs on the same ship. Sadly, other ships have, haven't two firing arcs which overlap, so we cannot compare this kind of situation, and we felt it was better to ask to ask this to community or even designers. Answer, your perspective is correct. The Ada 2 has two completely separate primary weapons employing discre discreetly distinct firing arcs. If you use the three die bullseye attack, only the closest points within the specified bullseye firing arc are valid for the purposes of determining whether or not to apply range bonuses. Good to know. All right, next question, OP. Hey there, love the fact that we get rules form now. Seeing as Arliss and Malorus wordings got addressed, I feel the need to ask. If my ship has sent a spent a concussion bomb charge during the next system phase, can it drop another bomb and thus be unable to drop concussion bomb despite musk laws? As per the rule for the device, it says you can't drop more, more than one device per ship during system phase. Relevant card text and rules are linked in this post. Answer. Yes, each ship can place a device only once per system phase. So if you drop or launch a different device, you are no longer able to drop or launch a concussion bomb. All right. Next question, false transponder codes and obstacles. Um, OP, can I lock an obstacle, a common tactic used to prevent gem effects later in the game? False transponder code says that if I lock an object, then spend a charge and apply the jam to lock object. Do I spend my false transponder codes if I lock an obstacle? Answer, no, when you lock an object with an active false transponder codes equipped, you are instructed to lose its charge and jam the object. You must do both of these things to resolve the effect. Obstacles cannot be assigned non-locked tokens. You cannot jam an obstacle, thus neither do you lose false transponder codes charge. So you, basically this is going into, you have to be able to pay the, the cost in order to resolve the effects. All right. 
uh, Kiara Classification, OP. Hi, AMG folks. I would love to be able to play Kiara Crew, but I would need some official clarification on the subject that has not been covered in the FAQ. Can you shoot from an asteroid you have locked when you are carrying Kiara Crew? Thanks for your time. Oh, uh, AMG. Yes, while you move or perform attack, a ship that has Kiara Crew equipped ignores the effects of the obstacles it is locking. All right, next question. Bedfalso, OP. Bedfalso's ship ability is ambigu ambiguous and caused some disagreement. There are two points of contention. Can you execute a maneuver? Or while you execute a maneuver, you may execute a maneuver of the same bearing and difficulty at a speed one higher or lower instead. Can VED select a two-turn and change to a one-turn, changing to a maneuver not on the dial? Can VED select a three-bank and change to a two-bank different difficulty? Uh, VED Falso's ability allows him to execute a maneuver of the same bearing at one higher speed. He does not change his dial when he does this. Using your examples, yes, he would be able to select a two-white turn and execute a one-white turn as they have the same bearing and difficulty, even though the maneuver does not exist on the ship's dial. And no, he would not be able to select a white two bank and execute a blue two bank as the difficulty is not the same. He could execute a white two bank maneuver, however. I love that. That's so much fun. Uh, highly encourage um, you put them on the table if you haven't done so yet. All right, next question OP can major Reimer attack at range zero he can reduce his attack range to zero but does this bag pass a rule saying that ships cannot attack at range zero and the answer is yes major Reimer in the tie bomber pilot ability supersedes the base rule that ships cannot perform attacks at range zero All right, next question. The rules say you cannot decloak and then drop a device. It's a bit less clear on whether you could drop a device than decloak, and I wanted to make sure that this is indeed allowed. Hi, we recently answered this in the rules reference correction post. So, and basically the answer is each ship cannot drop or launch a device and decloak during the same pace. All right, next question. Composure and red reposition actions. This is hopefully a super simple question with a super simple answer. If a ship with a compo with composure tries to perform a reposition action, barrel boost that is red, and that ship fails, does, com does composure trigger that ship fails? does Composer trigger and allow that ship to perform a focus action. I'd imagine the complication between this is whether the stress would trigger before Composer would. Uh, an example of this would be an RZ-1A wing with Composer using their chassis ability to do a red boost after taking a target lock or barrel roll action but intentionally failing to give themselves a focus action as well. No. After the So this is the answer. No, after the red action fails, the ship gains a stress token. As such, you would not be able to perform the focus action that Composure allows. 
barring an ability that would allow a ship to perform actions while stressed. Good to know. Alright, next one. Factoid prototype and independent calculations. Uh, OP. If a vulture droid with independent calculations has a lock on a sh lock on a ship, can Bactoid prototype still use its pilot ability? Okay, the answer: No. Independent calculations modification replaces the network calculation ship ability entirely. As such, it would it would it would not be present for Bactoid prototype to target its to target for its pilot ability. Man. I think this is just proving that I cannot read very well. <laughs> All right, next one. Uh, Nine Num receiving multiple stress strokes. OP. Let's say Nine Num was staring someone down at range one and he and gets shot in the face. He then draws the correct card pack pilot, giving him two stress tokens. Does Nine Num receive the stress tokens one at a time, thus triggering his ability twice and leaving him unstressed, or all at once, thus triggering his ability once and leaving him stressed? And the answer, this was covered in the most recent rules reference guide. When a ship is instructed to gain two or more tokens from a single effect, such as Admiral Sloan, does this resolve as a single instance of gaining two or more tokens, or as two or more separate instances of gaining a token? Answer, it resolves as a single instance of gaining two or more tokens. Thus, if a ship is instructed to gain two or more tokens from a single effect, like Admiral Sloan, this only triggers abilities that occur after you gain a token once. Good to know. All right, uh, next question. Um, all right, we're, that one's kind of long, but it's uh, about um, transferring a lock and um, basically uh, and we kind of covered this in the FAQ, so I don't really want to go into it. Um, transferring is moving a token or lock to another uh, ship. Um, and please note that locks and lock tokens are uh, two completely distinct things. All right, next question. Does extreme maneuvers work while performing a red or purple boost action? OP, when the A-2 pilot uses the initiative intuitive controls to perform a purple boost, or when Kylo Ren uses auto thruster to perform a red boost, can extreme maneuvers trigger and use the speed one hard turn template to perform the boost instead of the speed one bank template? Answer, yes, extreme maneuvers, force upgrade, triggers while you perform a boost action regardless of the difficulty of the action itself. All right, next post, OP. Can ships that have a double-sided turret as their only primary attack equip and use veteran turret gunner? Answer, yes, a ship with a double turret arc indicator has two single arc indicators pointed in opposite directions and would be able to equip veteran turret gunner, the gunner upgrade. Next question, OP. If Crassus Telerix performs a special attack that is normally a front arc attack, i.e. auto blasters, from his rear arc, is the attack still considered in the front arc attack for save one ability to change one hit to a crit? Answer, no. 
while Crassus can perform a special can perform front arc special attacks from his rear arc, these attacks are still rear arc attacks. Therefore, Slave One title does not trigger on these attacks. All right. Next question: Is it possible to trigger Hopeful on a Shethpeed or attack shovel when they emergency deployed from a destroyed VCX 100? Basically, do emergency deployment and Hopeful share the same time in window? And the answer is no. The opportunity to add Hopeful to the ability queue has passed by the time it becomes active. The following two rules govern this interaction. Uh, one, the abilities of a ship in reserve are inactive unless the ability explicitly allows it to be used while it's in reserve. And two, if a carrier ship is destroyed before the carrier ship is removed from the play area, any dock ships can emergency deploy from their carrier. The trigger is the carrier ship being destroyed. When it is, when it is the dock ship is still in reserve and hopeful is inactive. All right, next question, OP. A big hello from Italy and to all the members and team of AMG. As the title says, I was wondering if Jake Farrell's ability to allow a ship to perform a focus action works even if he fails to complete the secondary boost granted by the Vector's Thrusters ability. I saw many TO allowing players to do that. My doubt is performing an action is different from actual complete from actually completing it. Also, this sentence on the wiki made me made me doubt. Sentence: An effect that fails does not trigger any effects that would occur after a ship resolves that effect. Can someone show me where to check on the rules reference? Thanks in advance for the clarification. Answer: No. Jake Farrell must successfully perform a barrel roll or boost action in order to trigger his pilot ability. This is governed by the rule you quoted and is also related if an action fails since the action was not complete, the ship cannot perform a linked action. Next question, OP. If a ship is ionized and then attempts to complete an ion, the ion activation, but bumps the ship in front of it, there for not in front of it, there for not completing its movement and not taking its focus action, is the ship considered to have completed the ion activation and no longer ionized? Answer, yes. The ionized ship partially completes the forward one maneuver, skips its perform action steps, finishes its activation, and removes all of its ion tokens. Having done so, it is no longer ionized. All right, next question, OP. If my opponent reveals a dial and it sets and it is set between two different moves, what should I do? One, select one of the two moves and they execute it. Two, my opponent selects one of the moves and executes it. Three, my opponent is treated as not having set a dial and gets a stress and execute a white two straight or four, something else. Answer, thanks for the question. There are new rules for this situation, so in a casual game, players should come to a mutual agreement on how to resolve this. In a tournament setting, the player should call a judge and help them resolve the situation. Wow, that's that's the first time I'm seeing an answer from AMG that actually isn't clear. Uh, as a TO, I mean, I'd want to know. Uh, and if you do this in my store, um, I'm going to... Uh, 
most likely rule in the third one, which is trading it as not having set a dial or performing an illegal maneuver, getting a stress and executing a white two straight maneuver. All right. Um... Uh, All right, last question that I will cover, discipline upgrade and bombs. Um, so OP, two ships with one hole left and with the discipline trigger upgrade are in range of a proton bomb. The bomb detonates and deals one damage to the first ship and it dies. Does discipline happen before or after the second ship takes the bomb damage? I.e., would it be possible for the second ship to use the discipline to barrel roll out of range of the bomb before taking damage? Hi. Yes, in this example, discipline would trigger after the first ship is destroyed, allowing it to potentially barrel roll out of range of the effects of this device. When a device detonates, each ship within range of its effects enters the ability queue as a separate instance. Should ship should a ship be destroyed as a result of the device detonating, any effects that trigger after the ship is destroyed are added to the front of the ability queue. If more than one ship were to be affected by the detonation, each ship would be resolved one at a time. Should a device destroy a ship and others have the discipline upgrade equipped, discipline is added to the front of the ability queue and is resolved before moving on to the next ship affected by the detonation. Um, the follow-up question to this is uh, who determines the order that the bomb effect is applied in this case? For example, Say one ship is directly on top of the bomb and cannot barrel roll out of range, while the other is at the edge of the bomb's range and could. If the bomb dropper gets to choose, they could choose to have the ship at the edge of the bomb range suffer the effects first to make sure both ships die. And the answer, the owner of the device chooses the order of the ships affected by the detonation. Good to know. Um... All right, I am about the length that uh, I want to be, but I do kind of want to cover uh, the uh, the up open and uh, do an upgrade. So we're gonna run just just a hair long on uh, this episode. So uh, if you made it to this point, thanks for sticking with me and just hang out for a little while longer, because uh, I'm really excited to tell you that. Uh, uh, as as you all know, um, the minor um, SoCal Open, hosted by Frontline Games and uh, set up and organized by D-Yoon, uh, was this past weekend. And uh, I just want to talk to you about the squad I took, uh, the lists I faced against, and how I did overall. So uh, just stick with me, and uh, and I'll try to make this quick. Um, so, the squad that I took was uh, Kylo Ren in the Thai Whisper with the Enhanced Jamming Suite, Fanatical, and Sensor Scrabblers, Hollow with Proud Tradition, Lieutenant LeHuis with Special Forces Gunner, Fanatical, and Pattern Analyzer, and Lieutenant Revis. Now, uh, for those that have listened to the podcast, know that this list is eerily similar to uh, another list that I made Top Cut with in a Gold Squadron event. And that's because it is. I, I really like the list, and uh, I wanted to get Wilo in there. And uh, let me tell you, it paid off. So let me uh, let me tell you what I what I faced. So in uh, round one, I faced Ivan, who was flying 
uh, Naked Jake, Wedge with Proton Torpedoes, and a Loaded Out Dash. Um, and this this event did use random player order. Um, I ended up being first player and still managed to snag a wig there. So uh, that was incredibly skillful. And uh, I'm, I was, I'll just say I was lucky. Uh, the next game was against uh, Mike flying Tarani Kolda, Torgal Mux, Sunny Bounder, and Captain Nim. And uh, I made about five different player errors, um, three of which would have been fatal on their own, and all of them together just meant that uh, uh, I lost this game pretty badly. All right. Uh, next round. Uh, I flew against uh, Poe Dameron and Paige Tico. Uh, managed to pull a pretty decisive win uh, out of this match um, due to some rules clarifications that my opponent wasn't expecting with some interactions between some of his cards. Um, the next round was uh, uh, I came against uh, Boba Fett and Iman Azamin and a uh, very, very close game, probably the closest game of all of the ones that I played, and, uh, well, second closest game. Uh, we'll get into that in a second. And uh, just a really talented opponent, uh, good list, but managed to sneak in another win. Um, so then we move on to round five, and there were 29 people at the event, so we did a graduated cut. Uh, round five I faced against uh, Major Von Rag, Midnight, Breach, and Grudge. Um, and... I, I was pretty worried about this, but uh, it was round five. Both my opponent and I were super exhausted, and I managed to come out with the W there. Uh, so uh, for those keeping track, that means that I went four and one. I came in second overall in Swiss uh, and then made uh, top four, um, where I was beaten by... Uh, a resistance squad that had Vinny, two Red Squadron experts in the T-70s, and uh, Tally. And uh, that was probably the closest game that I played. A um, couple errors that I made towards the end uh, really cost me the game. Overall, I was very happy with how everything played out and uh, um, just grateful to have been able to, to do that. Um, all right, so that covers SCO, and uh, if you are interested in hearing more about that, please hit me up. I'm happy to to share and bat wrap the uh, the matches down, but I figure for this episode, um, short is better. Now, the last thing that I want to do is uh, it is an end of month cast, so that means I need to announce the results of the giveaway. So. Drum roll, please. And a congratulations to OP1, who is the winner of this week or this month's ship giveaway, which was a tie silencer. Uh, so, OP1, I will be sending that out here uh, within the next week. So, hope you enjoy that ship. All right, um, if you would like to 
be part of the uh, ship giveaway, please consider joining uh, my Patreon for the podcast. And there are three tiers. Uh, they are... Oh, hold on, I have to hit the right button. Okay, they are the Spice tier, uh, which is only $1 a month, and that gets you one entry into the monthly giveaway. There's the Kona tier, which uh, is $3 a month. It gets you two entries into the monthly giveaway, and the Akrona tier, which is $5 a month, which gets you three entries into the monthly giveaway. Now, there is another benefit that comes to this. Uh, if you are a Patreon member, uh, every quarter I design a, a token for the game, and um, top tier, so the Akrona tier, you get five of those tokens. The Akrona tier, you get three of those tokens. And the Spice tier, you get one of those tokens. So uh, please consider supporting the podcast and helping me get these tokens out to you all and the other benefits that come with it. Uh, with that said, uh, thank you very much for... Uh, for listening to the podcast. If you'd like to support outside of Patreon, please consider leaving a review in however you consume the podcast. As you know, I like to end every podcast with a question. This week's question is, are you learning something from all these rules interactions? All right, this is Sailor Joe, signing off. <laughs>